0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: And we are live. It's been too long, Combo. Uh, you you know, your boy speaking, Max Van Auk, and I am joined by the one and only host of Combo's Court, Andrew Combo-Salop. How are you? How's New York? Well,
0: New York is great, man. Um, I love it here. Uh, it's cold compared to where you are, but, you know, I love New York. I, I like the change of seasons, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I understand. You know, my family's from New York. I have some, a small piece of my heart is dedicated to uh, the city. But yeah, your boy now is officially a a Georgian. I am now in Atlanta. Feels real. How's
0: life in Atlanta, Max? Actually, the place where we met.
1: And yeah, isn't that crazy? A full circle moment there. Uh, It's fantastic from what I've been able to uh, experience in these handful of days. But I will tell you this, um, not only is a lot of big stuff happening career-wise, but... My workouts, because I changed gyms, not to bash the YMCA by any means here, because I they helped me get to where I am, and I'll never forget the people in the organizations that helped me form the individual I am today, but not going to lie, they may have been holding me back, Combo.
0: Wow, why do you say that?
1: I've been in the gym for like an hour and 45, two hours now. Like, I'm talking about sauna sessions, uh, just more more equipment i feel like the the energy and the vibe and the atmosphere in this gym kind of motivates me you know that competitive edge just feels very modern and i'm a modern guy i don't like living in the past i think the past is a little overrated to all due respect
0: yeah i feel like you could get a great workout anywhere but you could be more detailed depending on the gym and depending on the equipment that you have so and think about i understand what you're saying it.
1: details determine championships NFL is a game of inches. The NBA is a game of seconds. Like, details can make or break whether or not you're successful or not.
0: Shows to Kobe. I think he had a whole video series called Detail.
1: See what I mean? So now, uh, but yeah, anyway, it feels great to be back. There's so much NBA news, and I'm not even going to, uh, to lie to you here, Combo. I'm going to be the grumpy old man this podcast. Okay. You ready for it? Let's hear it. I'm kind of I'm I'm turned off by the NBA right now. I love the game, of course. So not as like oh, I'm turned off where I won't watch it. Of course, I'm gonna watch it. I love basketball more than anything, uh, but I'm not a fan of the inflated stats. And I don't mean to put the grumpy hat on because there's a lot of people. Oh, today's game has never been me. Like I love change. I love the way, the, the the direction the NBA is heading in. I love the players today. I believe they're more skilled than ever. So I am never putting on the grumpy hat guy. That's usually never me. But nowadays, and I'm old enough to actually say this, believe it or not, like we have Donovan Mitchell, not to take away from his performance, because all these individuals who are scoring this, it's not their fault, right? So hats off to them. Donovan Mitchell scores 71. Luka 60, 20, and 10. Uh, I mean, you were seeing Klay Thompson with 54. We're seeing Greek with 50-plus points. And granted, they're all amazing individuals and more skilled than ever. But there's just so much more... It's so much more frequent that we see these crazy stat lines. It's watered it down a little bit. And obviously, it's becoming a subject of conversation. And not to say that it's hurting the NBA, but I do believe there's got to be a little bit more of a balance. And I don't know if that... I'm not saying completely uh, implement the hand check, so to speak, but the defender, I feel like, needs to get a little bit more... Uh, on their side now to kind of balance things out. Because I understand offense sells, but too much offense turns off a little bit. Am I I crazy for saying this? Am I grumpy?
0: You could be grumpy because I feel like it's not the player's fault. No, it's not. They were put into the NBA in the era that they were because they were just born when they were born. And I think we could look at any era, right? I mean, if we go back to the 50s and 60s, we could say that You know, the players that the greats were playing against weren't as athletic, right? There wasn't as much size for some of the giants of the past. But, you know, I think you hit it right on the head when you said the players are just more skilled than ever before. They're more weaponized. They have more ways to score the basketball, especially, you know, off the bounce. And with all the different types of finishes in the lane, the range the players are shooting with, the athleticism, obviously the greatest NBA athletes were always great, but I think the baseline athleticism has increased dramatically lately, and I do think every generation does get better.
1: I agree with you. Now, let me say, let me ask you this from a basketball perspective, uh, obviously because you have a rich history playing the game yourself. I believe defense is obviously a skill, but I know there's a lot more effort involved, effort and energy in defense, than necessarily, like, it's more important and means more, on the defensive end to give energy than it does not maybe on the offensive end. You could be really skilled but kind of score lazy, if this makes sense. But on the defensive end, you could be a really good defender and not be the most skilled individual, but I love your energy and tenacity and just playing hard. But there still is skill. So my all that to say, yes, people are getting more skilled, and that's not even a debate anymore. I feel like we can all agree with that. Uh, the shooting range, like you mentioned, and the shot off the dribble, the shot creation is just so um, so incredible to see, and I love that does It's much it mean, more advanced yes, than it used to be. But doesn't that mean if skill's advanced, shouldn't the defensive skill be also
0: advanced? Yeah, it might not have caught up yet. I do think the defense has caught up to the three-point era, and that's why like DeMar DeRozan had a crazy year last year. That's why we see Jalen Brunson being so successful. SGA has an interesting shot profile. So I do think the NBA has adjusted in some ways, and those players that could play in the mid-range have even more open space than ever before. Because, you know, offense could, when offense hits you in, like when Steph Curry first came in, right, the defense wasn't used to being that spaced out, and the defense has adjusted to that now. Obviously, Steph is so great it doesn't even matter, and he can still score the ball, even though the defense is more spaced out. But it has left the mid-range game more open and even more layup opportunities for players. And um also, you know, another thing, in the lane, I do think, the small ball era has benefited some of the scorers of the league because like, let's say when LeBron gets downhill, I mean, back when he first got into the league, it was probably like two lumbering bigs in there. Right. And there wasn't as much spacing. So now when he gets down there, there might be like a small ball five and help defense. You know, it might be a Draymond instead of like a Theo Ratliff and a Dikembe. Not even sure if their careers coincided with LeBron's. I could go look that up, but there was more players like that. If you know what I mean? Right.
1: No, I think you're spot on. So, I'm not saying that the NBA is like in a bad situation because they're not. Whenever your product gets more skilled, that's really that's really good. But how many elite defenders would you say there are, there are right now? Like Kawhi, I, I don't obviously he's elite. I know Giannis is elite. Is
0: he, is he still elite? I don't know if he's still elite. Okay, I mean, exa- Toronto, Toronto Raptors Kawhi was elite. That's the a way great he plays point. Defense now I don't know
1: how many great perimeter defenders are there right now.
0: Well, I mean the Celtics have two really good ones. And uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Draymond is such a great team defender. He has so much value on that side of the floor. Um, who's great two-way players around the league right? Giannis is a great defender. You know, I know you're very high on Giannis, and you think he's the best player in the league. Great defender. Absolutely. Brook Lopez is a great defender, even though he's not really a perimeter defender. Uh, I'm probably missing a whole bunch of people. Jimmy Butler gets in, gets down and dirty on defense. Um, look, man, Jose Alvarado. I mean he's on the smaller side, but you know, he's kind of making his name on the defensive side of the floor. So there's players out there. I'm probably missing a whole bunch of guys well, when it comes and um um Marcus Smart, great defender.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean not that they don't exist, Mikael Bridges, he plays defense, not that they don't Drew exist True holiday,
0: great defender.
1: I just feel like it's not becoming as I don't want to use the word important, but I guess lack of a better word would be important. Like I just it's not being as highlighted. Being a great defender before, I feel like that was a very big conversation. And like when LeBron had to go on his playoff run and the amount of wing defenders he would have to go through, the Kawhi Leonard's, the Paul Georges. I mean, even I'm not going to date myself. Go even further back, like you have Middle World Peace and stuff like that. But there's a lot of people who took pride in the defense event. And I feel like right now it's just the era of sports as well. I mean, the NFL is the same exact way, but. The thing with the NFL is you know they play hard every single night no matter what. They play hurt. They play through all sorts of conditions. In the NBA, even though it's offensive, offensively centric, I feel like there could be a better balance, if that makes sense. Because you have to admit, back then, like Kevin Durant, I keep saying back then, but I only mean a couple years ago. Like Kevin Durant averaging 30 points was like, dang, that guy's averaging 30. But now it's like if you average 30, you're probably like, what, fifth or sixth on the point points yeah. per game list.
0: Yeah, I mean, like there's some truth to what you're saying. The game's more spaced out. It's probably played at a faster pace. But also, to your point, is they've been trying some stuff. Like, they've been calling more travels. They weren't letting – I remember if we go back to last season, in the beginning of the season, they weren't giving James Harden and Trey Young as many foul calls. It feels like they were being targeted in that regard, if you remember that. Yep. So, I mean, they are trying different things to give the defense more of an advantage. But as I said before, man, like there's only so much you could do when when you when a guy like when you have a guy like Donovan Mitchell and you're guarding him on an island, I mean, that's not an easy task.
1: <laughs> right. You know, uh, I want to throw another question at you. We're looking at the landscape of the NBA. We're talking about very macro topics, obviously the east to me the west has always been the more dominant conference now there's been some really good eastern conference teams there's been some nba champions out of the east but typically speaking the west has been the more dominant conference and there's so many elite teams and i don't know what you want to credit that towards i heard a couple different theories on that with just management and just how well run some of them are but i feel like this year you can really make a case that the east has a better there's the eastern conference is stronger than the western conference would you agree
0: I mean, in full health, I mean, some of the West teams are really good. Like, I think the Lakers uh, could still be really well, could be really good with AD and LeBron healthy. Um, obviously, the Warriors, I think, at their peak, are probably the best team if they're fully healthy. So I think the Pelicans are a young and fantastic team that I think are legit title contenders. Denver. I mean, man, they have crazy depth. They come have on. a guy who could become the three-time MVP. Come on. They have – what do you mean? Come on. He could be. Could be. I'm not saying I'm voting for him.
1: Not just Jokic, you know, think... but I'm not sold on Denver. I'm sorry. I keep going. It's just – I've been well, hearing also, about you how told
0: good... me you weren't sold on the Kings, and, I, and they're in fourth place right now. So we have, like <laughs> – I think you owe me, like, lobster dinner or something. I don't know. It's what still we, early. We it's still with. early. Ah, oh, come on, Max. You know they're making the playoffs.
1: I'm just – the West is wide open, I guess would be my point, and the East. I feel like okay, obviously I mean the, the Boston, the,
0: the, the Bucks are struggling. The Sixers, who I always like, you know, everybody's skeptical about them. The Celtics, you know, they're playing great. I mean, the Nets, but your Nets. At, at times, they, at times, even the Celtics mail it in against teams that aren't very good. The Nets, I love, but man, they have to stay healthy. I mean, Katie's out with a month in, with a month injury. So, But I do think it's a blessing in disguise, actually, with the Nets, to be honest. Because I think Katie always comes back in rhythm. And then when he comes back, those guys will be even more comfortable with increased touches. And they might even make a move. So, I mean, I'm not down on the Nets or anything. But I I think it's pretty even. I think it's pretty even. Right. See, now, with the Nuggets, I
1: don't mean to... What Jokic is doing is incredible. I've said he's the most skilled big man of all time. He's a back-to-back MVP. I know a lot of people throw a larger one out there, but just as far as, off, especially offensively, what Jokic is able to do with this passing, as Rashad would say, point center, I definitely love Jokic's game. So I'm not here to deteriorate or put down Jokic by any means, but when you're a back-to-back MVP, and I believe you and I have had these conversations before, and I've heard how young and deep this team has been. You're no longer just this young team now. Now you have a back-to-back MVP. I've been hearing about how deep you are for some time. The expectations for me for the Denver Nuggets is should be a championship. So that's why when I evaluate them and I talk about them, I'm not as high on them because I don't believe they're a championship team. Now, are they a really good team? And when they're healthy, can they make some noise? Yeah. But that's been the expectation for them for the past couple of years. I have higher expectations now because you have a guy who's a top-three player in the world.
0: I mean, they're decently healthy right now, more healthy than a lot of the other teams. So that gives them an advantage right off the bat, right? So to say they're not a championship team, like, I don't know. Like, there's a, there's like five or six teams that could win it in the West. You think so? so it's, and I, Yeah, and I think because of how just how crazy this season is, there's parity. There's a lot of injuries, unfortunately. So I think there's a lot of teams that could win it in the right situation. Now, there's some teams that have a better chance than others. Like, I think the Celtics and the Bucks, nobody's going to be super surprised if one of those teams win it all, right? Like, I think those are the teams that people look at. But, you know, the Sixers have a chance. Denver has a chance. The Warriors and Lakers, if they get things together, have a chance. You never know with the Nets. Um, I already talked about the Pelicans. So these are all teams that could win it all. And I'm probably missing a few teams as well. The Sixers, you never know. They got an MVP-level player if Harden and Maxi could Take it to even another level. You never know, man. So I think it's wide open. I think there's more parity when it comes to championship contenders than ever before. So I definitely wouldn't um, say that the Nuggets aren't legit title contenders. I think they're certainly title contenders, in my opinion. You know, it's weird,
1: though, in the NBA. And I agree with you, by the way. The Pelicans were my dark horse. I had the Bucks to win it this year. Uh, the Warriors, like you said, went healthy. I, ha- I would have them going to the finals. I know a lot of people are high on Memphis. I think... A lot of people want parody, but at the end of the day, a dynasty is really good for the NBA.
0: Well, the Warriors could continue that if they win. I mean, they have to be considered a, dy- a dynasty, even though their regular season didn't go in a dominant fashion just how many championships they've won over the years. I think they already are a dynasty. Yeah. As the dynasty ended, we will see. Some people say that they're not a dynasty.
1: Oh, no. Come I on. Think, Get out I of here. I think they
0: absolutely are.
1: I hundred percent they're a dynasty. How many times have they have been to the finals? Obviously, they were, they won two championships in a row. They well, lost I'm one. sure you've
0: heard that argument. What is the people's argument saying that they're not?
1: I think most people, when they consider a dynasty, they want a three-peat. And if you go by that those terms, there's only like, what, two dynasties, three dynasties in the NBA? You have like the Celtics, Bulls, and what, the Lakers. Other than that, I mean, even the Spurs never, I don't think, won three in a row. The Warriors didn't win three in a row. I don't, that's not how, that's the Spur, my...
0: The Spurs might not have won two in a row. Right, no, they did Exactly. Yeah.
1: That's not my criteria for a dynasty. Mine is just longevity with that championship window. And you may not win every year, but, like, for example, they'll lose. Next year they win. They may win again, and then they may lose, and then they're at least in the finals again. To me, that's a dynasty.
0: Yeah, I mean, also they got a, the all-time winning season ever mixed in there. Yeah. They have Steph Curry's greatness. The greatest team of all in time, there. in
1: my opinion. Yeah, man.
0: they got. And look, man, like – Last year solidified they were a dynasty, yeah, right? Yeah. From what they went through, you know. I will but, say this, um, combo. They don't look like a they don't look like a dynasty team right now. I'll tell you that
1: they don't. But I will say this: this could be, and I believe Steve Kerr said this. I think this could be the last year of their dynasty window, if that makes sense. Because.
0: Oh, is he on on his last dance, Phil Jackson mode right
1: now? In a sense, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I saw an interview where he may have brought this up. And I think I've heard Draymond kind of talk about it a little bit on his podcast.
0: I I, I think, I mean, that also lowers the expectations, right?
1: Yeah, it's a smart move.
0: It's like a a mind trick in a way. I'm sure they want to win more, but does Steve Kerr know something we don't know? Who knows? I mean, maybe Draymond, I mean, I think there's a good chance Draymond doesn't finish his career with the Warriors, right?
1: Yeah, I think he's gonna go play with LeBron.
0: That's an interesting fit. Think about I mean it. they're so smart. They're so smart they can make it work. But like in a lot of ways, Draymond is like a very low level version of LeBron. If that, <laughs> if, if that sounds it sounds crazy, but I think you know what I mean. Like yeah. they kind of do some of the same stuff. Even though I don't want to compare anybody to LeBron.
1: Yeah, and I think what LeBron wants and what the Lakers want are two different things. So even though they want players to win now like that's what LeBron wants he's not interested he's not interested in the future he doesn't care about picks he wants to win right now and it seems like the Lakers are trying to think post LeBron and they can't just have a bunch of old players so I don't know if that's going to be able to work I don't know Draymond's contract situation but I do know how highly he thinks of Braun and vice versa and how close they are and there's always been a little bit when there's smoke there's fire I'm not saying it's 100% true but we've heard him talk about like playing with LeBron, we've also heard that the Warriors may move off Draymond. And then obviously you have the Jordan Poole situation, which they've bounced back incredibly well off that, by the way. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see that combination.
0: Have they have they bounced back incredibly well?
1: I mean, we haven't heard any. Okay, their record may not be the best and whatnot, but what I'm in regards of their chemistry or them arguing, have you heard any bad news about Draymond and Poole?
0: No, but that's, I mean that's pretty impressive. It, it could it couldn't get that much worse from there, and also. What is Jordan Poole going to do? He just signed a huge contract right after. You know, it's like, I don't know what else could have happened.
1: I know a lot of people like, hey, I'm not playing unless you get rid of him or vice versa. I've heard that type of argument. Like, if someone hits me that hard, I am not playing on this team unless unless he goes, type of thing. And he oh, didn't yeah? do that. So,
0: so, like, if they pay you over 100 mil and you came from the G League and – you're going to start demanding, Well, oh, I'm not playing with <laughs> Draymond. Does
1: that sound realistic? I I mean, yeah, personally, I'm taking the bag.
0: I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. What is Jordan Poole going to do? You think he has that kind of leverage? Like, I mean, come on.
1: You man, mean, I have, he's kind of a an intricate part of their future when you think about it. Like, you're only going to have Steph Curry at his peak for a handful more years. Clay's already had a torn ACL on both knees. Draymond's aging. He's such an
0: interesting player to try and evaluate what his future will look like, right? Poole? Yeah. He's like he's like got like a high ceiling, low floor kind of thing. Like what does he look like when he doesn't have these great players around him? I don't know, like can he lead a team to a championship? Probably that's probably not ever going to be his role, but can he be like a when he gets to his peak like a top 2 or 3 guy on a championship team or a contending team?
1: That's interesting. You're right because no one really plans for Jordan Poole. You plan for Steph and Clay, and then that's when boom, he's able to get there. But when you're the primary focus I think consistency should be the key word for pool. Like we've seen, like you said, the high highs. We've seen the low lows. Can we get consistency from him? And I feel like that will be the determining factor.
0: Can he make good decisions consistently? Even though good decisions isn't really part of his game, he's just a straight bucket getter who's kind of a ridiculous athlete the way he moves his feet. But he doesn't make like the right decision consistently over time for me to think that he could be like the top two guy on a championship team or, or a championship contending team.
1: I agree, Combo. I agree. But well, he's super
0: on. talented. I mean, super talented.
1: Yeah, there's a lot going on in the NBA. Is there anything else that you uh, kind of want to touch on? Anything that you've seen in the league that stood out to you? Obviously, you talked about your kings, your nets, are, you're all balling kings. out. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I think we touched on a lot of different things. I mean, Paulo is playing at a ridiculous level. Yeah, he to take another leap.
1: Jonathan Isaac's back. He's playing in the G League for. He missed two and a half seasons. So if he's able to stay healthy and the Magic can incorporate him, that's just another positionless type of player. That long build, it's just adding to their to their size. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, and also I like OKC. I think I said before the season that Chet's going to take him out of tank mode because not only I believed in his talent, but I believed in the gap he filled for that team. And even without Chet they have been incredible in a lot of ways. I mean, they're not like a contender or anything, but they're just a lot better than they were last year. And obviously SGA continues to improve. Kitty's going to continue to improve. And I think that Chet is going to really fit in nicely next year. And in my opinion, I think they will be a playoff team next year. Wow. I,
1: I, I I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at all combo, but uh, on that note, you already know I'm giving you the no look pass. It's
0: your, it's your go. You can catch me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. You can catch Max on on Instagram at Max underscore Van underscore Auken. Subscribe to the MVP podcast. Subscribe to Combo's Court. And subscribe to the Believe in Magic podcast on the Believe podcast network.
1: We're out. We're out.